I hope that that gives you some good vibes. As I look out here in our auditorium in Kernersville and see your socially distant little chunks of people, right? And, and all of you that are joining us online, you are properly social distanced because who knows where you're watching from. And we look around in our world and what's going on. We need things that remind us of what is good. And we hope that this series, Good Vibes, is helping you experience that. You know something else that gives you good vibes? Vacation. Remember those? Remember that? Maybe you have to think back to this summer. Maybe because of the pandemic, you have to think back to two summers ago. I mean, I think all of us, you know, theoretically could use a really good vacation right about now. I mean, I mean, the good kind, the good kind, not the kind where, you know, you have to kind of make all the adaptions because of the pandemic stuff. But I mean, the kind like we used to get, you know, the good old days, remember those? One of the best things about vacations are all the pictures, all the pictures that you take. And now that we have smartphones with incredible cameras in our pockets at all times, we take a ton of pictures. I don't know if you're like me, at some point uh, in the days after a vacation, you kind of go through and you're like, no, 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 that wasn't like, why, why did I take that one? No, no, no. And then every now and then you'll go, oh, wow, that was amazing. If you ever you find yourself wanting to show somebody at work or a friend or a neighbor or another family member that wasn't there and says, here, let me show you this picture, and you show it to them, and you're explaining what's going on, and this was what it was like, and we were there, and then the sun went down, and it was like, and then the lighting was perfect, and, and they're just kind of looking at you going, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's great. And then you find everything inside of you. You say this thing. I say this thing. We all say this. And I don't know where we began learning how to say this. We just all say it. You know what I'm getting ready to say. And you're just realizing they're just not getting it. And you say something like, well, the picture just doesn't do it justice. Let me show you a picture. A couple of years ago, my wife... Donna and I, for our 25th wedding anniversary, we saved and saved and saved and saved and, and went to Alaska to celebrate our 25th year together. And on our 25th wedding anniversary day itself, I took this picture. We were in a plane with about four other people flying up to Denali or Mount McKinley, if you remember that as kids, they've renamed it Denali, the Native American name. So it's back to Denali, the highest point in North America, highest mountain in North America. And so we were flying around it, and then they landed us right about here on this glacier. This is the Ruth Glacier. And we landed there and got out and walked around for about 45 minutes to an hour. I mean, it's the middle of July, but yet it's like 38 degrees out there, as all Julys should be, my opinion. And, and so just to stand there and look at this and fly around it and like, this is like heaven to me. Oh, picture doesn't do it justice. You're not getting it. You're not getting it. You just have to be there. Do you feel that? Do you feel that? Okay, go with me. Today, we're going to talk about the good news. The good news of Jesus Christ. There's this word we use in church circles, in theological circles, and among Christians, and it's the word gospel. When you hear the word gospel, people are not just referring to a genre of music. 
gospel literally means the good news. And when you hear the word gospel used, that is what people are intending to communicate. The good news of Jesus Christ is called the gospel. Now here's the deal. I don't know what you've seen. I don't know what you've heard. I don't know what you think when you hear the term, the gospel, or the good news of Jesus Christ, but I can promise you, no matter what you've seen, no matter what you've heard, or no matter what you think about it, the pictures that you have in your mind don't do it justice. If you're a follower of Jesus, I hope by the time we're done in the next little bit, your mind is kind of just blown apart in a good way. That your mind just explodes with, oh my goodness, I had no idea or I've never seen it that way before. I hope when we're done, you stand in awe of the greatness of the good news of Jesus Christ and that your takeaway is the gospel is actually gooder news than I ever dreamed possible. And if you're not a follower of Jesus, if you're not a Christian at this point in your life or you're not sure or you're just kind of figuring this thing out and we're so glad you're here, we're so glad that you're tuning in online, I hope and pray that you will at least consider or maybe reconsider and begin to think differently and understand, wait, maybe I had the wrong idea about this. Maybe it's better than, than I even thought or assumed or feared and that you would respond yourself to the good news, realizing that it is so much more good-er than we could ever imagine. Because here's the truth. I know this, you know this. Bad news motivates people, doesn't it? That's why people share bad news. Most of the time we share bad news because we know bad news creates just enough of a fear in people that it motivates them to action. That you share bad news and it creates a little bit of urgency and a little bit of anxiety in a way that gets people to get their butt in gear kind of thing, you know? That's why parents, you know, tell these long bad news stories. Like, if you don't get out of bed and, you know, you're going to end up living in a van down by the river. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, oh, oh, yeah, well, you know, I don't want to live in a van down by the river. Or you know, if you play in the street, tell me, the next time you play in the street, a truck's going to hit you. And, and I'm not going to be able to do anything. And I'm going to be like, I told you so. Of course, you're going to be dead. You won't be able to hear it. Right? And, and, and I hope that you know, doesn't offend anybody. But, you know, that's what you know, we share bad news with people to try to motivate them to change. Share bad news with people to try to motivate them to, to get into gear. Now, here's the deal. As churches and as pastors and preachers and teachers, people like me, I think we've way overused that tool of bad news. We've way overused it. And more times than not, when you hear the good news being presented, the gospel, it sounds pretty bad. Sin and judgment, judgment and sin, sin and judgment, judgment and sin. And then at the very end, we'll throw in a little Jesus, like, whew, that was close, right? And that too many times after talking about the good news of Jesus Christ, the feeling we have walking away is, well, that felt kind of bad. I propose to you that when you talk about the good news, if your takeaway isn't good, 
If your takeaway isn't gooder than it was before, then we're doing it wrong. We're explaining it wrong. So let's start with this. Let's kind of clarify what we're not talking about or what we're not just talking about when we talk about the good news. The good news of Jesus Christ, the gospel, is not just a list of facts about Jesus. A lot of people think it is. A lot of people, when they explain the gospel, when you say, do you know what the gospel is? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jesus came to earth. He lived perfect life. He died. He was buried and he rose again. And all of that is true. And all of that is good. And all of that is amazing. But the gospel is not just a list of true facts and information about Jesus. The gospel is also not just about going to heaven when you die. A lot of times when people explain the gospel, they said, oh yeah, the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's that when Jesus came and he died and he was buried and he rose again so that we could put our faith in him and go to heaven when I die. Boy, that's a good thing. And that's certainly a part of it, but it's not just about you and I going to heaven Getting us out of here. No, no, no. The gospel has very much something to do with the here and the now and today. That's why when Jesus taught, specifically when he taught people how to pray, he said, and you'll remember these words from the Lord's Prayer, even if you're not much of a church-going person, you've heard these words. Thy kingdom come. This is how we're supposed to pray. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth on earth, on earth, today, here, now, in my life, in your life, on earth as it is in heaven. So the gospel is not just about God getting us the heck out of here as soon as possible, right? No, 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 no. So much more than that. And thirdly, the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ is not just about you. So what do you mean? Well, if you, if, you, if you listen to how Christians talk, it's amazing how narcissistic the good news of Jesus Christ often becomes. It's all about them. Them, 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 me, 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 me. Jesus came to die for me. He came to die for me and my sins so that I could go to heaven when I die and I can have a relationship with God. Now, here's the deal. That's true stuff. That's good stuff. That's all a part of it, but it ain't just about you. It ain't just about me. I've actually heard people take it so far as to say, I believe that if I were the only sinner in the world, Jesus would have come and died for me. Like, really? Like, if everybody was perfect and you were the only one, the only one out of six to seven billion, the only one, that, that this whole story, that the whole Bible would have happened, that everything would have happened just for, like, if I were the only one, let me just talk about me, if I were the only one, I'm not so sure. Maybe God would have looked at me and said, I don't know what happened to him, the dud. We had a dud over there, and, and, and I'm not calling you a dud, I said I'm talking about me, right? just me, you know, maybe, I, I don't know, I don't know. That definitely includes me, and it definitely includes you, don't miss that, but you can't conclude that the good news of Jesus Christ is just about you. It is actually gooder than that. In fact, the best way to say it is that the good news is just better than what? You name it. It's just better. 
The gospel, the good news, is better than you know, better than you've explained, better than it's been explained to you, better than I will explain to you in the next few moments. It is better than you know, better than you imagine. What makes it so good? Because it's us discovering what God has done for us through Jesus Christ. What makes it better? What makes it better is that the good news of Jesus Christ impacts everything, as we will see in the next few minutes, and impacts everyone, not just you, not just me, not just about me going to heaven when I die. No, 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 no. It's so much bigger. It is so much better. It impacts everything and everyone. It is bigger and greater than I and you can imagine. Let me show you. Let's start with the facts. Paul writes to the Corinthians in the first century and he says, let me remind you, dear brothers and sisters, of the good news of the gospel, depending upon what modern translation you're reading, those words are used interchangeably, good news and gospel, gospel and good news, and here's the facts, here's the information, okay? Here's where we start, that Christ died for our sins, just as the scripture said, that is true. And I'm so thankful he did, aren't you? And he was buried and raised again from the dead on the third day, just as the scripture said. Those are the facts. That's the information we know about Jesus, and it's all true, and it's all good. But it's not just about the facts. It's about what the facts mean and what the information suggests. And so, yes, this is the facts, but there's more, so much more. It's so much better than this. And Paul gets to that when he's writing to a group of Christians in Colossae, and he begins to explain why the information is so incredible, why the information is so much better than just a list of facts about Jesus. He said, for God in all his fullness was pleased to live in Christ. This is huge right here. Just, just see, pause real quick on this. God in all of his fullness chose to live in Jesus Christ. In other words, if you want to get to know who God is, look at Jesus. When God got ready to communicate to the world what he was like, who he was like, God sent Jesus. If you wonder, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder the best picture of God. I wonder what God is really like. Then study the life of Jesus and you have God in all of his fullness. And through Jesus, God, get this, reconciled everything. Everything to himself. The word reconciled, he brought it back into right standing. He brought it back to himself. He made peace with everything. And do you know what everything leaves out? Nothing. Everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. That means when the information that we've been given that Jesus came and he died and he buried, was buried and he rose again, what was going on in all of that is that God was bringing to himself, reconciling and making peace with everything in heaven and on earth. That means with everyone. Do you know what this means? We don't even really have time to go into all of this right now, but do you know, I'm just giving you a snapshot, okay? This is how great the good news is. This means that if God has made peace with everything in heaven and on earth, that means God's not, God's not upset at you. God's not ticked with you. God's not walking around with a chip on his shoulder. I'm so upset. I'm so mad. These people are so screwed up. And then the election and then the pandemic and all these things just making a mess of everything. I'm just so upset. I'm going to burn them all. No, 
This, this vengeful, wrathful God, he has made peace. God doesn't have a bone to pick with anybody. Jesus has taken care of all of that. And he offers himself to us. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth. The cross, are you kidding me? When I grew up thinking about the good news, I grew up thinking about fire insurance. You know, I'm a dirty, rotten, scoundrel sinner and I'm going to hell. Jesus died for me so that I can go to heaven when I die. Whew. Wow. It's better than that. It's better than that. It's bigger than that. It's more incredible than that. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth. Let me show you one more thing. When I think of all of this, Paul writes to the Ephesians, all of what? The gospel, the good news, because he just got through explaining it. If you're reading the passage in Ephesians chapter 3, he's talking about what we're just talking about now, the good news of Jesus. And he says, when I think of all of this, I pray. I pray from God's glorious unlimited resources that he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. In other words, here's, here's the end result. Here's the end result of Jesus coming and dying, being buried, and rose again. The end result of him reconciling everything to himself and making peace with everything in heaven and on earth. That he would empower you with inner strength. Some of you need that right now. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. That's what some of us need right now. See, that, that, this is what makes the good news better than you can imagine. Imagine what it would be like for, for Jesus Christ to be at home in your hearts. For, for, for him to be so familiar to you, it's just like, yeah, we just go together. It's, it's, just, it's just natural as you trust in him for that to happen. And then he goes on, he says, then your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. Hey, do you feel weak? Yeah. Has this, this world got you thinking, man, I need something stable to hold on to. Everything's changing, everything's shifting, everything's so volatile in the world around us. Yeah, I, I need God's love to keep me strong. And Paul said, may you experience the love of Christ. I love that word experience because it means the good news means the love of God is not just something we hear about and not just something we read about. It is something we can experience. We can feel it. We can experience it. We can sense it. Though it's too great to understand fully. In other words, it's gooder than anything you're going to experience. You're going to experience the love of Christ. You're going to experience the love of God, but it's going to be better than anything you experience because it's too great for you to fully understand. Then you will be made complete. Then you will be able to make complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. All the fullness of life and power. And then he says this. One of my favorite passages in all the scriptures now, this is the result of the good news, by the way. This is what makes the good news better. That now all glory to God, who is able, through his mighty power at work, get this, within us, within you, within me, not around us, not somewhere out there, but in here, within us, to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Hey, I bet you got some things you'd love to ask God for. 
I, I, I think you got some things that you would love to talk to God about. And I know some things that you, you, you think you go there mentally. You're gotten maybe never. No, probably not. And you think there. But here's the deal. Here's how, why the good news is better. Because the good news means you're connected through Christ to a God who is able in your life through the mighty power at work within you to do more, infinitely more. Like capital more, all caps, bold, underlined, italics, more, infinitely more. You can't, you don't know how much more than anything you can ask or even think to ask. Like you haven't even thought about. You, you, you can't even contain mentally and I can't even contain mentally. Even the words I'm using. Some of you are going, yeah, well, that's nice to know. You see, you still don't get it. And I still don't get it. The good news is just better. Let me put it to you like this. The good news is both information and transformation. It is both information and transformation. It is information, and the goal is to believe it, to believe the information about Jesus, that Jesus came, and he died, and he was buried, and he rose again. And he sent us his spirit, and he launched his church to accomplish his mission on this earth. We are to believe that, and that is still going, and it's still, it's still in operation right here in our very day, in our very church, in our very community. So the gospel, the good news is information and we believe it, but it's also transformation and we receive that. We receive it personally, the transformative power of the good news. In other words, we experience how God wants to change our lives through the good news. And we experience the unconditional love of God and we experience what it means to be forgiven. I don't care what you've done or where you've been or what you haven't done and where you ain't been. You can be forgiven. We can experience his forgiveness and his presence and his power. We can experience the community of faith, brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ that are doing life together. See, this is all part of it and we can experience in every way how our life is impacted because of the good news. The good news. I don't care what you've seen. Doesn't matter what you've heard or what you thought up to this point, it's better. It's better. The picture doesn't do it justice. Let me summarize it like this. The good news is this, that Jesus gave his life for us. That's the information. Okay. So important. So that he can give his life to us. That's the transformation. Right? I can experience the life of Christ. I can not just know cool information about Jesus. I can experience it in my own life and then share his love through us to the world around us. And that's the good news. And that's what makes the good news so incredible. And as we live that out, he shares his love. That's why he gave his life for us so that he could put his life in us, give his life to us, and then share his love through us to our family and friends and neighbors. The good news is just better. It's just better. Because of the information that we believe, because of the transformation we experience and receive, it's just better than anything you can imagine. Now let me tell you, Right about now, while some of you are going, well, that's fantastic to know. That's great. 
And some of you yet are, are sitting there and you're going, well, okay, yeah. And the, and the reason you're hesitant is because you hear me talk about the good news being better than you can imagine, but there's so many things in your life right now that are not good. That's kind of falling on deaf ears. It, it's kind of like, yeah. I just felt like it would, I think, I felt like the good news would feel better in my life than it feels. I, I kind of thought that, okay, you know, coming to Jesus and going to church and becoming a Christian would be gooder in my life. That, that my life would be better. That, that, you know, I'd have a better job, make more money. That my husband would be more handsome. My wife would be prettier. My kids would be more well-behaved. Right? That my yard would look better. Or whatever. Okay? We, we kind of chuckle at this. But, but it's amazing, the assumption people make. Is that if I come to Jesus and receive the good news, then all of a sudden my life gets really, 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 really good. All of a sudden. You see, and, and a lot of times we don't just come out and say it. But here's the deal. People who are not church-going people, okay, people who are not Christians, and maybe you can remember back to when you weren't a follower of Jesus and you used to look and think like this, but maybe that's where some of you are. You're looking at Christians going, man, there's no difference between me and you. Your life is screwed up just like my life is screwed up except you believe all this stuff about a dead guy that you say really isn't dead. So what, I don't get it. And that's why people come to me once they've lost their job, that's why people, once their marriage is falling apart and they found out they have cancer and all these things, and they say, you know what? I need to get, I need to get back in church. And that's good. That's great. Welcome back. But it's like if I do all of these things, then my life will go better than it's going. Now, here's the deal. There are many benefits Trusting and following Jesus, receiving the good news. But just because you believe the good news doesn't mean everything in your life right now is going to be good. There actually, and we've talked about this before, but there actually is a part of the good news that you don't discover is really good until you go through some stuff. There's a part of the good news that you don't experience how good it is until you go through some crap. There's some things about the good news of Jesus Christ that you won't fully understand until you've gone through some stuff in life where you're going, this ain't good. This ain't lining up. This ain't making sense. Here's the deal. I don't know what's going on in your life right now that ain't good, but if you take a snapshot of your life right now, I can promise you that the good news of Jesus Christ is still true, is still better than you can imagine and is at work in your not so great life situation right now. And I can promise you that whatever the snapshot of your life looks like right now, the picture doesn't do it justice. Because when you take a life selfie, right? When you take a life selfie, you go, man, whew. I mean, I hear what you're saying. Jesus died on the cross, paid for my sins. That's great. That's wonderful. That's awesome. But but my job, but my marriage, but my finances, but my health, but my, but my life. Yeah, doesn't do it justice. Because see, here's the truth. The good news doesn't mean everything is going to be good. What it means is, is that no matter what is not good, a good God is going to achieve good through it 
with it, in you, around you, and for you, no matter what. And that's good. In fact, it's better than good. It's better than you can know and understand. Whatever snapshot you have to take of your life right now and look, I can just promise you, good or bad, the picture doesn't do it justice. I'm reminded of what Paul wrote to the Philippians of Philippians chapter one, verse six. He said that God who began the good work in you will be faithful to complete it. And so when you take a snapshot and what you see ain't good, he ain't done yet. And here's the hint. If you ain't dead, he ain't done. When you're dead, you can assume he's done. You're free to assume whatever you want to at that point. But if you ain't dead, he ain't done. Completing the good work. Not the meh work. Not the uh work, but the good work in you. And here's the deal. I'm not just giving you a line, okay? This good news, good news, good news. I'm not just, I, this is not just something... I'm feeding you. I've experienced this. I've experienced this in my own life. But instead of me trying to explain that to you, I know that's easily dismissed because I'm supposed to say that, right? I'm the preacher guy. I'm the pastor guy. Of course. Of course you're smoking what you're selling. You should. You get it. But here's the deal. The other reason I know, the other reason I know this is true and that it's better than any of us can imagine it's because I know you guys. I've been doing this long enough to see person after person after person, family after family, marriage after marriage, job after job, financial crisis after financial crisis, untimely tragedy after untimely tragedy. I have watched family after family, individual after individual, married people, single people, young people, old people. As a pastor, I have walked with enough people long enough to see the power of the good news of Jesus Christ go to work in their lives. When life ain't good, when the marriage ain't good and the kids ain't good and the health ain't good and the job and the finances ain't good and life just ain't all that good, I've seen the good news that is better than you can imagine. Sustain people, hold them together and carry them through to better days. I've watched them go through such amazingly difficult things that on the other side, that's when they begin to realize just how good the good news is. That's just when they begin to realize just how powerful the power that is at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we can ask and think becomes a reality. So don't just take my word for it. I'm telling you, I've seen it over and over and over again. The good news, carry people through. And it's not just about getting them to heaven when they die. It's about bringing Jesus's life in all of its fullness to earth, intersecting your life where you are right now. Take a snapshot, go ahead, take a snapshot, but just know whatever you're looking at, the picture of the good news of Jesus Christ at work in that picture. You may not see it, you may not feel it, you may not sense it. The picture is not gonna do it justice. So don't get discouraged with the picture you take. Don't get down about the situation that you're in right now because he who began a good work is gonna finish it. And if it ain't good yet, he ain't done. 
That's my prayer for you is that you would know that. I want you to think about your life right now. I want you to think about the most challenging, ain't good situation in your life right now. Whatever you look at and go, that ain't good. That ain't good. That ain't good. That ain't good. Now, hear what you're talking about, the good news. I want you to think about that. And I want to draw your attention back to the prayer that Paul said he prayed. We just read it. We're going to read it again. And I want you to know that this is my prayer for you. This is my prayer for you. I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, I pray that God will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. That's what you need. I pray that Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. I pray that your roots will grow down into God's love and and keep you Strong, And I pray that you will experience, not just hear about it, not just read about it, but you will experience the love of Christ. Though it's too great, it's too great for you to fully understand. And I pray that you will be made complete. Because that's where this is going. You're like, well, I'm not there yet. Well, he ain't done yet, but that's where this is going. That you will be made complete with all of the fullness of life and power that comes from God. And I pray And I pray that all glory to God, you will know that he is able through his mighty power, not just at work in the world out there, but at work within you. I pray that you will know that he is able to accomplish. And if he's able, he's apt to do it. Accomplish infinitely more than anything that you've been asking and praying for and anything that you were thinking about and anything you're dreaming about and anything that you're going, oh, wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be incredible? And oh God, you know my heart infinitely more than all of that. That is my prayer for you. And dear Heavenly Father, we come to you and proclaim this in the name of Jesus. We proclaim this truth that you are the God who is able to do infinitely more than anything we can ask and anything we can think. And dear Father, we come to you knowing that life is tough and in many ways, it just ain't good for a lot of people in this room, a lot of people watching online. And when they hear us talk about the good news being better, it's hard for them to sense it and contain it because they're going through so many difficult things. But Father, help us to know that the snapshot The pictures that we take of our lives right now just simply don't do it justice. It doesn't do it justice to explain what you're really doing behind the scenes. And may we trust you. And as we trust you, may your love grow more full and strong in us. And may we know that you will finish the good work that you have started in our lives and in our marriages and in our families and in our jobs and in everything. Because the good news is bigger and better than anything we could ever imagine. And that gives us hope in Jesus' name. Amen. Guys, stand. Let's stand and sing this song about the hope of Jesus that is so much better than anything we can imagine.